Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Ooh, welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, I got a question. All right. My, maybe not so much for you, but for the listeners. Uh, how often do you think you should get your car washed? Uh, that's a, a good question. As as an individual who doesn't have a car, yeah. it's not something that's top of mind. I would say at this time of year, as streets are not yet fully swept here in mm-hmm, the nation's mm-hmm. capital, I would say every two weeks or every 10 times you take it out, whichever comes first. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good guideline. I appreciate it. It might, my car uh, had been disgusting. (laughs) I don't think I'd washed it maybe since like just after Christmas and I took it today to get washed and oh boy, it feels so much better now that it's clean and uh, there's no dirt streaks on the outside. And uh, now I think it's going to rain for a week. So good timing. Right. But uh, yeah, anyway, so that's what I did today. Big day. Uh, how, How are you? I'm doing good. It's, you know, spring has sprung here. Everything's looking good. And we got some more curling to watch. Scott uh, was up late on Sunday night watching the men's world championship. And now curling is back after. Yeah, this is is this the tightest turnaround, John, of the bubble. This is the tightest turnaround of the bubble. Yes. Well, I, I think it actually ends up being the same now as what the uh, the Scotty or the Briar, excuse me, to the mixed doubles was. It was scheduled to be a day less. But uh, the overall schedule has been pushed back for the Humpty's Champions Cup, which is kicking off on Thursday morning out in the bubble, was set to kick off on Wednesday. But given the scare that the bubble had broken with the men over the weekend, the entire event has been pushed back a day. No other changes. You literally take every day's schedule and just put it to the next day. That's what they've done. Right. So. And, uh. Uh, and maybe before we dig too much into it, uh, there was a release from curling Canada last night, uh, that confirmed false positives in the bubble at the men's world championship. Yes. And that is what uh, the world curling federation has said as well. Apparently some communications issues on that in that Chris Plies learned of this from Devin Haru on Twitter. So that's not great. Well, that just tells me. Chris isn't subscribed to the Curling Canada media emails. <laughs> yeah, he would have gotten it five seconds earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, that seems like a phone call to the affected person would be in order. Yeah, yeah it might be nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. But hopefully that uh, does stay the same, that the bubble is protected and everyone is safe out there in Calgary as we kick off the first of the two Grand Slams. As I said, this is the Champions Cup. Normally... The Players' Championship comes before the Champions Cup, but they do present the Players' Championship as the premier slam. So it kind of makes sense that they're doing it second or or first this time, like reversing the order. I I think I understand that. Do you understand it? I I don't really understand much of this, but... uh, (laughs) uh, Sure. They're still calling it the Champions Cup, but this isn't like a regular season where there's actual champions there. Uh, right. It's a smaller field than usual. It's, 
I mean, it's a way for Humpties to get five days of TV time. Yeah, I mean, that's why they're doing this. This is a TV show that they're not showing all the trials on. But hey, you know, it's they're still doing three yeah. a day. So now that everything's pushed back, are they not showing them all? Schedule is still uh, showing that they're not going to do morning draws. Ah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So three three draws a day here. So uh, so Scott, I've come up with five things to watch for at the Champions Cup this week. I love it. All right. So the first thing to watch are the new bubble teams. We have a bunch of teams who are coming to the bubble for the first time that we have not seen. Majority of these are on the women's side. So you have Tetsuki Fujisawa from Japan, Anna Hasselberg from Sweden, Eve Muirhead, the Scottish team, Tabitha Peterson. That is Nina Roth's team. Nina Roth playing third, Tabitha Peterson, after that great success has slipped into the skips role from the United States. Elena Stern from Switzerland, Silvana Tiranzoni, also from Switzerland, Minji Kim, the Korean champions, and Alina Kovaleva from Russia. And I think we're allowed to say that they're from Russia, uh, at least this week. Uh, so those are the women's teams that are entering the bubble. And on the men's side, Yannick Schwaller, the Swiss team that uh, now has a chance to go to the Olympics after the semifinal loss of Peter de Cruz over the weekend. They are coming into Calgary. So Scott, out of these teams that we have not seen yet, who are you ex- most excited to see? Well, uh, Sean, I always like seeing Eve Muirhead and her team play. And given the show that Bruce Mowat and the guys put on at the men's world, uh, I'm expecting uh, some good solid play from team Muirhead. They of course have been in that, uh, high performance program in Scotland, uh, playing a lot, getting on the ice. Uh, because of that, I, I expect them to be, you know, pretty well conditioned and, and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, pretty excited to see them and, uh, the new team Peterson here. Yeah. Uh, interested to see how this is going to play given that, uh, Nina Roth is listed as the third, uh, with Aileen getting there as the alternate. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that team too. Yeah, I think those are some good choices. I'm always excited, of course, to see the Tiranzonis and Hasselbergs of the world. Uh, and Minji Kim can certainly put on a show. So uh, I think it'll be fun to have these teams in. Interesting to note, there are three teams that are coming to the bubble and will only participate in the Grand Slams. Uh, Satsuki Fujisawa, Elena Stern, and Yannick Schwaller. So Elena Stern and Yannick Schwaller on the Swiss side, they did not win the best out of five against their respective opponents. Of course, Tiranzoni will be staying in the bubble for the women's side. And of course, we saw Peter de Cruz on the men's side. And for Japan, we'll have Sayaka Yoshimura representing Japan at the women's world. So Fujisawa is just in for the two events. So those three teams, hopefully they get some TV coverage because uh, this will be the only chance we've had to see them over the two months of the bubble. Yeah, yeah, a sort of a uh, interesting that some of these teams took the invite to come to this. I guess it being the only events they're able to play in uh, in Canada this year, uh, yeah. you kind of take the chance at the money while you, while you can. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. So those are the new bubble teams that are coming in. It's got the second thing to look for is that while we are going to have a lot of teams who we have seen so far, whether it's Scotty's Briar or the Men's World Championship. We got some lineup changes to talk about. We have. Yes, which is always the case at this time of year. Uh, One of the biggest changes that does not affect this event, and we will talk about this, but Scott, this is breaking news. 
Scott McDonald is no longer on Team McDonald. What? Yeah, Scott McDonald is not going to play with the team anymore. It doesn't affect this event, but uh, says he's going to pursue other opportunities. So look at that as maybe the first domino here as we start to get really into the mm. Olympic trial home stretch. So uh, that news just broke as we recorded. Well, we'll have to ask uh, Wes Forger the next time we see him at the club. Uh, yeah. If he's a free agent now. And a giant backswing. Just yeah all right so uh, the lineup changes for the teams in the bubble uh biggest change is going to come to mike McEwen and his team they have two players who will not be there mike McEwen announced a little while ago that he is going to stay at home of course don is expecting and uh, i believe expecting soon so they are going to be at home for the birth of their child so Mike is out. They did bring in Tyler Tardy to play. Reed Carruthers is going to skip. And I believe the plan was for Tyler to play third in this arrangement. And then over the weekend, Colin Hodgson, you may have seen this, he announced that he was not going to play, just not uh, feeling comfortable going back into the bubble. Certainly have to respect that decision. So he is out. The interesting note just on the curling side of it is that teams are only allowed to have one spare. So they have to play now with the three of them. They don't have the option, the opportunity to bring in somebody else. So it will be Mm -hmm. the three of them, plus the logistics of getting somebody else in to the bubble might have been a a little challenging at this point. But it will be Carruthers, Samogalski, and Tardy playing three for this event. Yeah, uh, something you don't see very often, a team playing three. Uh, It's going to be... A lot of work for for Derek, uh, sweeping five rocks by himself. Yeah, every uh, every every end. So, yeah, tell the guys to yeah. be heavy if anything, which is not usually <laughs> I, what you tell people. But no, no, I think uh, I think that's going to have to be the way, right? But uh, you know, hopefully, there's a lot of big hits coming uh, from Tyler Tardy that you know sweeping wouldn't matter anyway. And, yeah, <laughs> you know that's got to be got to be the hope. Yeah. Uh, on the women's side, Rachel Holman, of course, gave birth last month to Bowen or Bowen. I, I honestly don't know the pronunciation of this. B-O-Y-B-O-W-Y-N. Uh, very cute, the photos that they've posted. But Rachel Holman, of course, is going to be out for this. She is not going back to the bubble. So Emma Miskew is going to step up to the skip position. They are bringing in Laura Walker to play, but... Emma wants to skip, but she had some great quotes in the article written by Jonathan Brazeau about this, saying that, hey, if we're ever in a situation, if we're at an event, Rachel gets hurt, something happens, why not have this experience? This is an opportunity for me to step into that skips role in pretty much a low leverage situation. So why not give it a go, get that experience just in case you're ever in a situation where you need to be thrown the last rock? It's it's so funny to me that the, the teams seem to care so little about these events <laughs> that like, eh, why not try something new? Eh, you know, <laughs> why not? Like, eh? like Emma Miskew has never skipped. No, she has never. Not. No, she played third for Rachel Holman since they were like 10 years old. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, not that she can't, she's very uh, capable. <laughs> of. We don't know if she can. She's never done it. Well, it's I mean, a, like it's a different position. Like she has the skill set to be a good skip, no question. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like she is capable of being the person that throws the fourth rock and calls the shots. I just don't know if she'll be good at it. 
uh, she does have the skill to, to be good at it, but yeah, it, it's sort of, uh, it's sort of a little strange and maybe Laura Walker didn't feel comfortable walking into that team and, and skipping either. So, yeah. And, and the other thing too, is of course in the mixed doubles, Emma was throwing last. So here's a, just more experience throwing that last rock, which is a different experience when you're the yeah. person throwing last. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, on the other part of the draw, Tracy Flurry will play. This is great news that uh, Tracy Flurry is going to play this week. Of course, she missed the Scotties. Her daughter was ill, daughter Nina. Uh, so it's great news that uh, her daughter is healthy enough that Tracy feels comfortable and able to travel to Calgary for this event. It is just for this week. She is not going to play in the players. Uh, so she's just coming to Calgary for the first event and Chelsea Carey will come back into the bubble and skip team flurry for the players as she did in the Scotties. But this is great news. Obviously Tracy flurry is very good and it's fun to see her. I enjoy watching her play, but just on the human side of it, it's great news that she is in a position with her family and, and that her daughter's in, in good health that she can come to Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all uh, well said, Sean. And then the men's side, the other lineup change is that Ryan Fry is out for Team Epping and Colton Lott, who we saw, of course, in the final of the Mixed Doubles Championship. He is going to step in at the third position. Some sad news as to why this is taking place that Ryan Fry announced that his father is or has been diagnosed with stage four B lung cancer. So he is spending time with his family and certainly send our best wishes to Ryan Fry and the entire Fry family out there, but uh, certainly a tough situation. So uh, definitely understandable that Ryan Fry will not be participating. And uh, yeah, like I said, just positive vibes uh, and all the best to the family. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that uh, best wishes to Ryan and his family. But Sean, I'll say also, I, I guess not a but, but uh, they had to find somebody else who had an extreme tuck delivery yes. to replace him yeah. so that uh, the look on the release was as similar as possible. Yes. And they found their man in Colton Lott. Yeah, they, they sure did. So, uh, so yeah, Colton Lott back in the bubble. It's got my third thing now to look for here at the first Grand Slam is the format. We talked about this offline a little bit. We have 12 teams of men, 12 teams of women. There are two pools of six, and you're going to play four games. So, okay. I don't really understand why there are pools of six to play four games, but okay. We're, mm-hmm. We'll go with it. So you're going to have four draws a day, the last three of which are on TV. The first draw of the day is 8 o'clock local time out there, so a half hour earlier than the Briar and the Scotties. Those games are not going to be televised by Sportsnet, but the last three draws are going to be televised, and you have three days, and each team will have one two-game day. Yeah, it's uh, it's really dumb, right? <laughs> it, it, it is weird. Like I, I don't know. I, I mean, at every Grand Slam, you play four games. Yeah, but just like why bother with pools? Just say you're playing four random teams. Yeah. Yeah. Or basically or, that's what you're doing. Or you do A, a flight, B flight, C, C flight to get to quarters for this. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can do that for sure. So, yeah, it doesn't make 
too, too much sense to me, but maybe that would be too hard with the bubble and, and sort of all the precautions in place to not know when you are playing. Maybe that just logistically doesn't work. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? It, it seems silly to me, but. Uh, it's a strange format to be sure that you're going to be in a pool and not play everybody in your pool. But hey, there's currently none CV, so let's just roll with it. And as with all <laughs> of the Grand Slams, you get quarterfinal, semifinal, final. And the semifinals will run concurrently. So they'll have that wrap around coverage, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah. So that'll be the men's and women's at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be really fun. I, I like, uh, I do like the sort of sheet surfing uh, aspect of the playoffs on, on the grand slams. It's, it's one of the only things that's different yeah. <laughs> about, about their coverage versus other curling coverage, which I think is innovative and, uh, makes it for me fun to watch yeah. all right so the fourth thing to look for at the grand slam this week are some of the matchups scott i think that the most interesting thing here is the matchup on the win- matchups on the women's side and the schedulers have done what i think is a pretty good job of keeping the world championship teams away from each other Over the course of the round robin, there are only seven games between teams that are going to play each other at the World Championship in a couple weeks. Hmm. So you have Hasselberg-Muirhead, Anderson-Peterson, Terenzoni-Muirhead, Hasselberg-Kim, Terenzoni-Kim, Hasselberg-Terenzoni, Einerson-Kovaleva, and those are the seven games. So three of Sylvana Terenzoni and three of Anna Hasselberg games are against teams they're going to play. But overall, Hmm. I, I think that's a pretty good job of kind of keeping teams away from each other it also means that because those games are so limited that it makes them a little more interesting yeah and is that for both the grand slams or just the first just this week okay i mean it's hard right because a lot of the women's teams are going to be in the world championship yeah so i mean there's going to be those kinds of matchups but interesting that they were able to sort of minimize it i'd say yeah So uh, uh, kudos to the schedulers for that, Scott. And that leads into the fifth thing to look for this week. That is, is there going to be a significant difference in tone and intensity between the men and the women? So the men's teams, this is it for them. We've gone through the Briar. We've gone through the World Championship. A lot of the guys are coming back to the bubble who have already been there. And then you have the Brendan Botchers of the world who have been there since the early part of March. They're probably sick of his hotel room at this point. But do you see a situation where on the women's side, at least with the teams that are going to play in the world championship, there is a level of intensity and preparation for that event that just makes those games feel like they're uh, more high stakes. Whereas on the men's side, I'm guessing it'll be a little more relaxed for them. Just be happy that you're playing, excited to be out there again. But also it'll have the feel of, oh, this is the end of the season. Right, right. I I can see both ways for the women because uh, it's sort of a low stress way to tune up for the uh, world championships. What will be interesting is whether the teams that aren't going to play in the world championships, how they approach this. Uh, It looks like Team Holman is approaching it as like, hey, let's see what we can do, given that Emma is skipping. Uh, And and so I I would take it more 
as for, for the women that are going to play in the world championship afterward, this is their chance to get used to the ice, get used to the environment, uh, get, you know, acclimated to the time zone, all these kinds of things. Right. Uh, because they're going to be doing something a lot more high stress in the same environment in a few weeks. So as long as they're able to get into the rhythm of playing, uh, you know, the, the procedures at the hotels, the testing, all of that stuff, uh, as long as they can sort of get used to that, I think that'll be a mission accomplished for, for most of these teams, uh, the men's teams. Yeah, I think you're right. I expect them to sort of be, you know, uh, let's, let's see what we can do. Have it be like, like a Perry atmosphere. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Jovial and fun. And yeah, let's have a good time. And yeah, on the women's side, yeah, it's, it's almost like the preseason in sports, you know, when you're playing exhibition games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, right. Like the way you described it, maybe that's what we see. We see maybe some intense uh, games out there, but uh, I would expect them to be uh, a little more getting used to everything. Yeah. But also, but, but in that more focused, if you will, on we're here to do a job still. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, the men they're on the dessert of their experience in the bubble. And for the women, this is really the appetizer. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then the, my five, a thing to watch is related, of course, to COVID that uh, the situation here in Canada is not great right now, as we are in the midst of the third wave uh, variants of concern are, are spreading in the community pretty much everywhere in the country right now. So that is, of course, a concern. And just when you bring in people from more places here, so you have people coming in from across Canada and around the world, hopefully everybody gets in safely. They are going to do more testing than was being done during the World Championship. So hopefully that that bubble sticks. But that that is just something to watch that uh, hopefully everybody can stay safe out there and that we don't have a situation that occurred over the weekend. Fortunately, those were determined to be false positives. Uh, hopefully we don't have false positives again, and hopefully we have no positives at all. So that just something that, uh, you know, we, you don't want that necessarily to be front of mind because you would hope that everyone is in and safe, but it is something just that we, uh, we are going to have to pay attention to, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not great. Our, our COVID situation here. Uh, so hopefully, that is not able to, uh, you know, infiltrate and touch the the folks in the bubble. I, I want that bubble to stay strong. Yep. All right. So, Scott, who you got this week at the Champions Cup? Um, I don't know. The, <laughs> the, my ex- intense uh, research will lead yeah. me to pick uh, Brad Gushu. Okay. So, Scott is going to pick Brad Gushu to win all of the things uh, i'll pick gushu for this one and uh give me jacobs for the second one no i was thinking more do you want to pick a women's team uh yeah yeah <laughs> i'll pick a women's team too let me scroll through the list of teams here <laughs> do, 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 do. um jeez well the, the, these slams are like such a crapshoot anyway right yes they are at all that at all times yep. you could go perfect through your round robin and slip up in the quarters and boom you're done uh 
it, when talking about the format, there are six of the 12 are going to be into the playoffs, so they won't be true quarters, but uh, you guys get the idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Give me, uh, you know what? Kerry Anderson hasn't lost in the bubble. Well, give me Kerry Anderson. All right. So you're going with Anderson and Gushu to win as they did at the mixed doubles championship. So another joint championship there. I am going to go and lean on experience in the bubble here. So give me Jennifer Jones for a late season fun win on the women's side and on the men's side. I'm going to go with Brad Jacobs to win. So there you go. Wait, I think we'll agree. Brendan Botcher, they can't win, right? They're like so done. They got to be. Yeah, they have to be fried. I, I would give them a better chance this week than next week where next week it'll just be get me out of here. I, I feel like think. it's get me out of here already, but. But they have to be there, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. whether or not they make the playoffs, they they're going to stay. So, okay, let, let's m- try to make the playoffs next week. Once they're out, they're they're gone. Like, like I, I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Like, if if next week they go oh and four, and I fully forgive them if if this is what they do. Like, no, like this is not trying to throw shade or anything. But even if like at the fourth end break of their last round robin game, they go warm up the car. To, yeah, to, yeah. To leave, right like how early can we shake what yeah what's going on yeah. so uh but you know but who knows like we say that then they're gonna go win the players championship yeah right like yeah prove, prove me wrong then right yeah. that's so, fine so uh so as we said this is kicking off on thursday and the first game will be on tv two i think two eastern time uh the noon game out there in calgary so they're all on the Sportsnet family of channels, uh, various Sportsnets at various times. So uh, do check all of that out. We'll be excited to watch. And uh, hopefully everything goes well out there in Calgary. So that will do it for this episode, which Scott, by the way. Number? 200. Oh, wow. Yeah. We should have we planned something better than this uh, Grand Slam preview. <laughs> well, okay. So I think it's 200. It depends on how you want to count the repost that we did. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, either way, it's pretty great. Uh, it's been really fun doing this with you, Sean. I'm uh, not going to announce my retirement, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you approached me with the idea to do this and we just sort of started recording one day and here we are. 200 episodes later yeah look at us now it's been a, it's been quite a run yeah so there you have it so uh yeah, and thank, hey and we're here because of all of you out there for listening along and engaging with us it's been a lot of fun and uh, continue to do it please so do reach out to us uh get in touch uh game of stones podcast at gmail.com we're on social media at Game of Stones Pod. You can head to the website, gameofstonespodcast.com. All the past episodes are there, plus a couple little short articles that we've done over the, the past couple of years, as well as the merch. And as always, the proceeds and our matching is going to the Sandra Schmirler Foundation and Food Banks Canada for the merch. And of course, do subscribe if you have not yet. If this is your first one, yeah, you can go back. There's 200 or 199 other ones that you could go back and listen to if you want to. But do subscribe to the show and comment, like, rate. All that good stuff helps us continue to grow the show here. So that'll do it for us this week. We'll be back with you next week to talk about what happens at the Champions Cup and maybe talk about how that could parlay into the 
Players Championship a week from now. But uh, until we talk again, enjoy the games and keep those brooms on the ice. Don't dump that intern. Make the final. 